Okay, it's Danny Stover. And just a heads up, no new episode of Today in T.O. this week, but we'll be back next week, fresh, rested, and ready. And in the meantime, I would love to introduce you to Bad Parents. It's another podcast I think you'll enjoy because honestly, I'm not one, but I can appreciate how it must feel like you're figuring it all out for yourself, which is what hosts Ryan, Shauna, and Johnny from Q107 Toronto are doing because they have, oh my God, seven kids under the age of 15 between them. And they're doing the best they can. So you can join them every Wednesday as they hilariously navigate their way through parenting, making all kinds of mistakes along the way. But mistakes are gifts. And Bad Parents is a place to laugh, learn, and try to figure it all out together. Enjoy this sneak peek. And don't forget to search for and follow Bad Parents wherever you're streaming your audio. I just put my hand out. And he just doesn't even think. He just grabs it. Yeah. And eventually, like, I don't grab my 15-year-old's hand. You know what I mean? I know, exactly. It's, and you show them love in a different way. With my older two, it's more like kind of play wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah. With my little guy, we can still cuddle a little bit and play Professor Booty Smack, which, by the way, I have uh, like rights to that. <laughs> I don't want to see a cartoon character named Professor Booty Smack. Usually when you play a game, there's a winner and a loser. Who wins at <laughs> Professor Booty Smack? <laughs> I win because I get to smack that booty. <laughs> Welcome to Bad Parents, a podcast about three bad parents who are trying to raise good kids. She's Shauna. Hello. He's Ryan. What's up? And I'm Johnny. A Tell It Like It Is podcast for parents to laugh, cry, and to make you feel better about your parenting. (laughs) Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. And on this week's podcast, we talk about all sorts of things from your children not loving you or needing you anymore to buying a dog and should you or should you not do it. And we had a very special guest, Dave McLean, the director of marketing for the Canadian International Auto Show. He joins us and will help you narrow down the vehicle you need if you are a parent that have to cart around a bunch of youngins. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. Guys, what's my weakness? Men. Sugary cereals. Number one. (laughs) I was lying in bed the other night and I was reading a story to my daughter who is five and she asked, she asked the question. Uh Oh, what? She asked the question. Birds and bees. I said five. No. The question. What the heck? A small toddler would be daddy. Can I get a cat? Uh, Can I get a cat? To which I replied with no and then ran down my laundry list of allergenics that I am allergic to from dander to saliva uh, (laughs) of animals. And this podcast is called Bad Parents. And I can only be a bad parent to one species. Mm -hmm. That's humans. I can also add in more things for me to be a bad parent to. You both have pets, correct? Correct. Correct. One cat, one dog, by the way. If you don't listen to our radio show on Q107 in Toronto, I only believe there should be two types of pets. One is a cat, one is a dog. So congratulations <laughs> on being correct. categories. Being correct parent owner. So if you have a bunny or a ferret or a boa constrictor, they're not pets. They're not pets. They're not pets. They're livestock. My wife was just telling me my her cousin has a parrot. And like they full on talk. Like he'll say like, how was your day? Oh yeah, it's weird. Isn't that insane that yeah. they can do is that? that? Is that because they're think they're thinking it, or they're just trained that at like when you see me come home at this time, it this is what you be, say. It just has to be like you're a not thinking thing. thoughts. They are can't you? be. Is that the OG AI? How they they, <laughs> they are saying English words? That's well, a, I don't care I how it comes out of their mouth or beak. It comes out. Yeah. Anyways, and then some people let their bird fly around their house. The, the the cousin's pet actually parrot says Johnny doesn't think I'm a pet. <laughs> Johnny doesn't think I'm a pet. Johnny goes screw himself. 
how do you, um, as parents, because it's a lot, right? Parenting is a lot. Yeah. Rye has a, a, a son who plays high-level hockey. You have a son, Shauna, who plays a hockey and baseball. You have another son that plays football. Rye, you have another son who's like 16. So like, you know, the classic, call me if you need me at 1130. You got to go out and get yep. it. Like, we're busy as parents. Yeah. How then do you bring an animal into the house, especially a dog, well, that takes so much more care. so much more than you expect. And honestly, I would bet 90% of the decision to get a dog is just purely emotional. It's not logical. Mm-hmm. If you wrote it all out, what it would cost, what it takes for time, how little the kids who beg you will <laughs> actually do anything with particular this particular dog or cat. It's just, it, it's a no win. Just, it never makes any logical sense, but so many people do it. I can't imagine. So I've never had a dog as a child and I've never had a dog as a parent. And my kids, we've had some cats. And so they do bring up the dog and we've negotiated to the cat because- I think we all understand it's not rocket science and cats are easier to take yeah, care of. Yeah, it is, of course. You know, you can just like, we've gone away for a weekend and it's been fine or we just yeah. have someone pop over quickly. Snowy days, it doesn't matter. They don't have to go out. Right. And so, you know, our cat fortunately doesn't meow. The only problem with cats sometimes, and we had one that was like a half Siamese and Siamese tend to talk a lot. And so it was very frustrating when the kids were babies because you'd finally get them all down, right? It's a busy, long day. You finally get them all down. It was finally time to chill. Mm-hmm. And then he would come down and say, now it's my turn. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't stop me out. So it was very tough. This cat we have now is pretty good. Um, it's not that much work. I honestly don't think I could do a dog. It's just too much responsibility. And you know, it's it's one of these things here when you're in the club, when you're in the dog owner club, you have to say that you love every part of it. You have to, like, it's it's a very <laughs> emotional club. And if you defect at all and say that you're not enjoying being a dog owner, oh, yeah. oh you really, like even more so than parenting. We can all bitch about our kids. Totally. You can't bitch about your dog. <laughs> you know, Rye, you become a vegetarian. Shauna, you're extremely dedicated to the Peloton. It's a way of life. It's a lifestyle change that you're doing. And I believe that when you get a pet, your lifestyle changes. Um, I know that he listens. My brother-in-law, Adam, at one point had a a fish for the family. His name was Crayon. And they would go away (laughs) because they had a cottage. They'd be like, can you come over and feed Crayon? And I'm like... Like I'm taking like 20 minutes out of my day to come over and flick some fish food in the, like I'm feeding the fish. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm coming over to feed the fish. Like at like two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm feeding the fish. Yeah. Like, what, like, like, so it's, it's now become everybody's pet. Exactly. So I feel that at least with a cat, if you go away, you can go, you can put down like, like a dog will eat itself sick. Yeah. yeah. Or a cat, yeah, yeah. I think you can put down like some kibble, some fresh, they, 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 they'll They're come what they want. Yeah. Some water. Dogs and going away. Oh, I, I get why the pet kennels charge so much. I'm already anxious. We've got a trip coming up and I haven't really got it covered yet. Yeah, for sure. And I'm telling you, it is, it's a huge thing. Even the fact that we're going, there've been many times where we haven't gone or we've made two cars to go to a hockey tournament because we've got to get back for the dog. It's insane. It is so much logistics that if I were to give some advice and my husband says it all the time to our boys, he's like, if I give you one piece of advice, don't get a dog because it's really Mm. tough when you have a busy lifestyle. Here's the other edge of the sword on social media. Somebody will take the time when they have a baby to also get a puppy and then show you a reel Mm. of them growing up and the bond. Mm, I know this baby has with this dog. And I'm like, I am in. I'm so in to the point where I want to get my wife repregnant so I can get a dog and a baby at the exact same time. And and I'm like, like what if it happens? What an amazing bond. But I have friends in the neighborhood whose 
kids give zero f's about the dog like not it's like it doesn't even exist it doesn't even exist i guess it just depends on your personality type for sure but how do you handle i guess this can go more than just pets when your child asks you for something that they really really want even though you know in the back of your mind two weeks in they're probably done Mm -hmm. how do you say no is it just you just say no? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I, I admit I'm, t- I'm tough. That's a hard one. Like, I'll give you an example. It's my middle son's birthday at the end of February and he wants a pool table and it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. And the argument, his argument is, well, it, you know, it's my birthday present, but everyone can play it and it could be something we can all do together. And what an old school present. <laughs> I know. I know. Of all I know. the things you were going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. My middle son, he's turning 74. <laughs> And it's a snooker table. It's a snooker table. Yeah, and he's from East London, and that's where he makes his money. Um, yeah, so it's it, it's it's expensive, and we ordered it, you know, and because I just and it's my fault. It's Is easy this to say yes. No, nah, it'd be fine. Okay. No, nah, because he knows about it. Because sure. I believe me, I'm making him feel bad about it. <laughs> I love it. You think that he's got a thousand dollars? But yeah, it's I, I don't say no enough. Yeah, especially sorry, you just want to yeah. especially, and we've talked about this in past podcasts. Anytime they ask me for an app or they ask me, I, they have permission that comes to my phone. Oh yeah, the permission. For like PS4 stuff or apps or whatever like that. I just, I'll say no. And then they'll ask again and then I say, okay. I know. So I don't say I no. don't know how don't our parents that. were so much better at that. Oh. I got told no all the time. All the time. All the time. And no with zero explanation. Mm-hmm. Of course. Right? So Olivia asked me for a dog. I said no or a cat. I said no because I have X, Y, and Z. And I also, unfortunately have a spouse who has said to me from the get-go, I refuse to pick up any mess mm-hmm. the dog makes. Mm. Yeah. She's also won't walk it in the rain, mm-hmm. won't walk it in the snow, won't walk it if it's cold, won't walk if it's too hot. There's like three days in the Canadian <laughs> Southern Ontario calendar that would be perfect enough for her to walk the yeah. dog. Yeah. So it's all on the old man, right? Because yeah. you can't send Jack who's three out. Right, just take, just take old Sparky around the block, Jack. Yeah. Why well, just kid. make it real? They're bonding. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, I, true. the walking is the one thing that I would love. Yeah, that's, that's the, the only thing. I love. And I do enjoy that yeah. most of the time, except for the snow and the heat and the you, rain. You know what? Looking back at it now, Johnny, I think it would have been easier for your five-year-old to ask about sex. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think one of the best parts about this podcast, this Bad Parents podcast, where we talk about our kids, is is the uh, the span of our children's ages. I have the youngest at three, Jack, Rye. His kids are kind of in the middle. And Shauna, you have the oldest one, Jack, with Travis being like right behind. Like a year younger. Yeah, yeah. a year yeah. younger. I, I will not have to deal with this for a while. <laughs> but it seems to be creeping into both of your sort of parental wherewithal. Over the last little while. And it's only, unfortunately, (laughs) going to get worse. Yeah, I know. Okay, so part of the problem, the part of the thing that I don't like about parenting, if I'm being completely honest, is I'm not good at being needed. I I find it a little suffocating. (laughs) I like like independence in everyone around me. Great word. (laughs) And, And I'm just, I mean, when I look at my mom and the reason my mom is such a great mom and has always been, she likes it. She likes being needed. So it was hard for her as her kids got older to sort of have that less and less. And I'm seeing it even in my husband. He is having a harder time with the fact that our kid who is 10 is starting to sort of just create a little bit of distance. And we really noticed it the other day at his hockey game. He always comes out. He's a goalie. 
And he always nods to us. He go, and you see it on the ice. All the 10-year-old boys, are, you see it. They wink at their moms. Mm-hmm. They dance for their, their families, right? Or their sisters are there. It's really cute. Well, my son, unbeknownst to me, had, had, had invited a friend, a girl from his mm-hmm. class to come and watch him play hockey. Mm-hmm. And he had actually, he had mentioned it to me. I kind of forgot about it. And in my mind, when he had mentioned it, I'm like, I'm sure she's probably not going to come. We live in a where in a place where it's not easy to get to the rink. So I'm like, I said, well, buddy, she might, she might not come. Didn't really think of it. All of a sudden I noticed we were watching the hockey game. He wasn't like, he wasn't nodding at me. He kept looking, 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 <laughs> looking somewhere else. And I was like, what's, this is so strange. Usually he gets a save and he just gives me like a thumbs up or he looks over at his dad or my mom sometimes will be there too, like grandma. And I look over and there I see a little green toque, a little curly hair, and a girl about his age. And suddenly I've been replaced. Yeah, Like in an instant. Yep. The nod was not for mom. It was for this friend. And and when goalie switched sides of the rink, when he switched sides of the rink, I see this little (laughs) green toque go to the other side of the rink. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a little glimpse into my future. Did you go up to the little girl and say, you best treat him good. <laughs> That's my baby. It's crazy how, how you know it's going to happen, but when it happens, it's just, it's kind of overwhelming. I think it's probably harder, and I know it's more cutesy stuff, right? Yeah, 10, right? Yeah. But I think, you know, having a 15-year-old who, um, my son had a girlfriend and they've broken up, it's not so jarring because he's older, right? Like, I think when they're 10, you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh my yeah. God, even if it's cute and fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just like, oh, you used to look at me, now you're looking at her. When they're 15, 16, it's almost kind of expected. And for me, I always baby the baby. Yeah, right. He, he will that. always be my baby. I've always expected Jack, and Jack's an old soul, my older boy. He's 16. He still hasn't had the rink experience, <laughs> and he's just, and if he has, he's kept it to himself. Yeah. So I think that was the other thing that was jarring, is my baby's my baby, and I never expected him to put me through this first. <laughs> yeah, that's right? right. Have either of you had conversations with your significant other about about Jack or Travis leaving home never no they're just about like school right like school they're going to go away to school they're going to go away or like or that or that or that sort of like you're not needed as much because I like my kids I am my kids world Mm -hmm. at this moment Mm -hmm. and so or has it been gradual where Jack from like 12 to 16, that was that sort of gradual. So like, I don't, I don't need you anymore. Jack just recently got his license. Yeah. That extra level yeah. of freedom. Mm-hmm. He has now been granted. That's true. Have you had any sort of those sort of like, you've noticed that Travis just isn't sort of like, you know, obviously you're not on the ground playing, you know, GI right. Joe's with them, but <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you definitely have more of a distance. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting at this age with him because they, what, what the, some of the benefits are, now he can, like when you're in your situation and I was in my situation for many years, it's all on you to do stuff like yeah. you and your partner. Right. So now it's like, Hey man, can you take the garbage out for me? And that might sound like a little thing, but it just little things help. Right. So that part I like. They become an asset instead of a liability. Yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then the other part that's, is just your conversations. It's like, wow, we're having a conversation of like, like you're a young man. Like he came home yesterday and he was upset about something that someone said at school. It wasn't a bullying thing. It was just a conversation. And he just wanted to talk to me about yeah. it. And it was like kind of a more of an adult conversation. And it's fascinating because I've got that conversation with him. My almost 13 year old is kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. And and then my little guy, I'm still playing Professor Booty Smack with him, <laughs> which is a, a game we made up where I just who's, chase. Who's a professor? I am. And I, <laughs> ch- I chase him around. I smack his booty. Very strong. But it's funny about the ring. It's, this happened just this past weekend. And so I do the music sometimes for my son's team. So I'm, I'm in a completely different area. And our friend, uh, Carrie, was saying, did you see the girls looking at Rory, my son? And it was during warm-up. They had yeah. a game. 
And I'm like, no, she's like, oh, they were going over there trying to get his attention. And then when he skated around, they were kind of skating around and they were kind of calling his name and stuff. Yeah. And so I came out or he came out and I go, hey, buddy. I said, I heard, like, you know, so he goes, I, yeah, I saw them. He just, but that was it. That like was he's it. so focused on hockey yeah. that he's not there yet. Mm-hmm. A year or two from now. I know. Right? That's probably the reason why he wants to go to the ring. Yeah, rink. exactly. You know, puck bunnies, they used to call them. Yeah. Uh, so it's fascinating having different age groups and just kind of navigating myself and their lives. Oh, yeah. And trying to figure out what your role is. And with my oldest, I love that we now have so, like you said, that conversation yeah. about big stuff. Uh, this to me is the sweet spot of parenting. I had a really hard time, Johnny, with the age group that you have, like the playing on the floor sure. and the let's make up make-believe stories or let's play drive-through right. again. Like that stuff is hard yeah, to me. Yeah, it, it, it can be. And you know, Olivia, who who is five, right? There's a big difference in the way that they play from three until five. Like Jack, you still need to tie his shoes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jack, you still have to zip up his jacket where Olivia is a little bit more independent that way. I think- that, you know, as they grow older, they don't need me as much. And my love language is to be needed. Like that's, that's service, acts of service. And I want to, I want to do everything for you where, you know, you have to, as a parent, sometimes let go of the reins and let them do their own thing. And the one thing that like hit me, and I kind of think about this a lot is that, you know, there will be a point where they will not need me as much as I need them. And, you know, um, they say that only until you have your own children, you don't understand the love that your parents had for you. Mm. Right. And you kind of like, switch your headspace a little bit. Like my parents love me as much as I love my children and I love my children a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like I, I, when that happens, I I, I, th- I think it's a little sort of like bittersweet. Yes. You will get some freedom back to do the things and, and regain your life. But that real sweet spot where you're everything to somebody will be gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it can true. be hard. That, that sort of hard transition. Any, any big transition in life is hard. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, a, a passing or, a a, a change in job and and moving across whatever it could be. And, you know, it's, it's as, as, as fun as parenting can be. Sometimes the lows can be low. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. What's that line? There's a couple of, but like at one point you're going to pick up your kid for the last time. Right. And you, and you put them down, you won't remember Uh or hold their hand for the last time. Like we've talked about that before where I still love my nine-year-old. I just put my hand out and he just doesn't even think. He just grabs it. Yeah. And eventually like I don't grab my 15 year old's hand. You know what I mean? I know, exactly. And you show them love in a different way. With my older two, it's more like kind of play wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah. With my little guy, we can still cuddle a little bit and play Professor Booty Smack, which, by the way, I have, uh, like, rights to that. (laughs) I don't want to see a cartoon character named Professor Booty Smack. Usually when you play a game, there's a winner and a loser. Who wins at (laughs) Professor Booty Smack? I win because I get to smack that booty. I think this might be the very first guest we've ever had on the Bad Parents podcast. Second guest. Who's the first? Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally, I totally I'm going to say this. This gentleman's a bigger star That's than Kiefer Sutherland. That's why I didn't put the two and two together. You're on a different level, Dave. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, uh, David, I think. Dave McLean, Director of Marketing from for the Toronto Auto Show. How yeah, are you, Yeah, the Canadian sir? International Auto Show. Uh, the Canadian right. International. They come from all over Canada. Yeah. That's right. And all international. International. Yesterday, yeah, we had... Uh, this year at the show, we've had so many uh, international guests uh, that have made an appearance at the auto show. Which Richard Hammond. Richard Hammond. You know, I was having lunch with him yesterday, and I was Stop two it. days. I was so embarrassed because I said, "So, do you collect cars?" <laughs> and he said, "No, I crash them." 
<laughs> Sean is a huge fan. Huge. He's a riot. I, I, that when I saw he was coming, I actually had a lot of messages because my my husband's a huge fan as well. So everyone was like, "Are you going to meet him? Are you going to meet him?" And yeah. uh, is he just as awesome as he is on he TV? Is absolutely the same oh, as he is on God. TV. Yeah, he's, he's cool. Very irreverent, and you know, he just he just he just talked and, and you know the presentations that we had him making everything. He told every person there about every car he had ever crashed, and he met the president <laughs> of Rimmick, who was their young guy. He's yeah. like an Elon Musk type guy, like thirty seven years old, and he has the fastest electric vehicle in the world that he's designed out of Croatia. And uh, he crashed his car, so they were you know, connecting <laughs> with one another. Oh, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, the auto show is happening right now, and it's happening. If you are in the Toronto area, it's happening in the Toronto uh, Metro Toronto Convention Center. And we wanted to have you on because uh, this is bad parents, and so our angle is always about, you know, uh, parents and children and all that kind of stuff. And I got to think we are in, uh, a big part of what you um, cater to. At the auto show. Oh, absolutely. It's all about families. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, it, you know, when we're building the event each year, we rip it apart and figure out what works, what didn't work. And we look at the families and the family attraction. I mean, it's a family decision when you're buying a vehicle. And uh, it's really, really exciting to see uh, the number of families out there and the, the, the way that they go through or approach a vehicle and they're looking <laughs> at it and they're getting the back seat. And then, the, you know, the mom will get out and she'll go in the back seat. One of the kids will go in That's the front. That's awesome. And just, you know, we, we take it all for granted, or I do anyway, being so close to the industry. But it's, it's an important decision that people have to make and uh, it's it's their mobility. And, oh, absolutely. You, know? and where you live, when you're a cool. parent, we both have uh, kids in, in hockey. We're always, we live in our cars. And yeah. I think if I were to spend money on anything other than housing, it's it's on the vehicle. Mm. It's with so many, we're talking about traffic. So you spend so many hours a day, as you said, Sean, and it's, uh, it's very, very important to make sure that it, that it fits your lifestyle. Yeah. Here's yeah. the most minor thing that made me buy the car that I bought to carry on, because I still have car seats and everything, was that the car that I bought, which is a Honda CRV, is that the back doors opened up 90 degrees. Mm. And it was so easy for me to get them in and out. That's why that car was purchased. Exactly. Not about the cup holders or like the in-dash display, none of that stuff. It's because it was so easy for me to get my kids in and out of car seats. That was it. That's it. And I'll tell you, so we have Dave McLean, Director of Marketing for the Canadian International Auto Show. To back up Johnny's point is what my love, my wife loves about our minivan, 2010 Dodge Caravan, by the way. It's a beauty. It's a beauty. <laughs> Stow and go, baby. Oh, my Stow God. and go. Is that the doors, it's a slide open. So in par- tight parking and that kind of stuff, you're not having big wide doors open up. So my question to you is that this, this soul girl of ours is coming down to her final legs. I keep, good. I keep putting good money <laughs> into an old bad vehicle. What do you suggest for a family that is maybe... We could probably justify one more minivan because I still have a little nine-year-old and I have a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old. Hockey bags, as Shauna said, bringing friends around. Is there something that's maybe, if we wanted to move on from the minivan, but we still need something with some space um, that would help us out, what would you suggest? So you're never going to replace the utilitarian aspect of a minivan. Mm -hmm. You're just not. And it is unfortunate because they are... Basically Horrible. being phased out to a degree. And, and it's a chick a, magnet, Sean. Yeah. You should see the ladies I pull in that thing. It's probably a crossover. Your kids are getting older. You don't need as many hockey bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can get in and out of the car themselves. And so the next the next step is a crossover. When you think about it, minivans came in, what, about mid-80s or 84, something like that. But before that, we had station wagons. Right. And it was the station wagon yeah. to the minivan and now to a crossover, which are not nearly as functional, but they're, they're obviously they've got a lot more form to them. Uh, they are check magnets as you say yeah. and they, uh, they, they look great and they've got a lot of carrying capacity and they're still very functional so that's the category in Canada that really seems to yeah. be growing yeah but you're right like people who love minivans my parents 
haven't had kids mm. or grandkids of that age in year. They refuse to give up the minivan. And now because my mom has mobility issues with a walker, they just they swear by it. I think people are minivan people for life sometimes. Well, if you do long distance driving, like you, you got that captain's chair, like we drove to Florida this past summer. And although I wanted to drive into <laughs> a bridge with three kids, one throwing up through West, uh, West Virginia, it was comfortable. Yeah. It was comfortable. And believe it or not, the smell goes away from kids <laughs> in a caravan. I think they, I think Dodge knows, listen, some kid's going to throw up in here. Yeah. So whatever they make their cushions out of, yeah. it's like uh, puke resistant. Uh, what about, uh, there's one of us in the room here. I won't say who it is. Has an electric vehicle. Yeah. Good for you, Johnny. Thanks, brother. I know that because I'm, I'm, I'm a loyal listener right. every morning. I, I know everything about you three. <laughs> Thank the you. way you argue do, like siblings. Do I deserve the amount of disrespect that I get from these two for driving one? Because I'm like, I don't get it. Uh, no, you don't deserve the, the disrespect you. you get at all, Johnny. I mean, I feel for you. I feel for you. I tell you, Dave, when I see his stupid green license plate on the garden, it sets me off. I saw you give him the finger once yep. just for that license plate. Yep, for some reason. But what's going on with the electric vehicles? Is it... Is there more and more places to uh, charge these things up or what? Yeah. And, you know, that's the real issue. I mean, there's, uh, I think we had uh, just a 77 different electric vehicles or plug-in, plug-in hybrids uh, that were uh, launched this year at the auto show. And, and when you consider that four years ago, just before the pandemic, there were 20. Wow. And, uh, you know, it used to be you talked about Tesla or Nissan Leaf and that was it. And now with all of the brands have electric vehicles coming out and, and there's no question that, um, that's the future direction of the industry, but it's not everything and nothing's going to happen overnight because as you said, we really have to build infrastructure. I mean, people, we're not used to calculating other than saying, yeah, I better get some gas. We're not used to saying, okay, well, if I'm going to go up north or I'm going to go visit my family and that's two hours away and so I've got to make sure I've got enough charge to get there and then come back. I remember I, it was about eight years ago and I was going to buy my wife, we buy each other, but I was going to buy her an electric vehicle. I said, okay, you're and I woke up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and I said, she can't even put gas in her car. What am I going to do here? This is crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Have you had any any issues with your electric vehicle in terms of like charging and stuff like that? Nope. nope. Don't no. lie. Just, Remember no, that one time someone parked oh, in a, yeah. in a well, that's not your fault, but I, that is terrible form. Someone I, parked in a charging I, spot. I feel that even though I, within the community, <laughs> those EV charging parking spots are just, they could just be used for parking spots, even though there was a charger there. Right. So even though it said that the charger was available online, it wasn't because somebody was physically in the spot, yeah. but was not hooked up to the charger. Therefore, it said it was available. That's the only time yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. once. But all you got to do is just drive around the other side of the mall and you're good. Yeah, the, you know, there's there's all kinds, but I'm well. The, the only point I'm making is that you really have to plan it sure, you know, when you're yeah. doing distance. If you're driving around the city of Toronto, you're fine. no problem. Because right. yeah. you don't realize how few kilometers you put on when you're just... Yeah. tootling about the city. It's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's not a lot at all, but when you're putting on, okay, well, I'm going to, my trip consists of 400 kilometers. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what though, Dave, although he's doing that nice and positivity for the environment, <laughs> just to counter it, he likes to throw propane tanks into the lake. <laughs> so we only have like a minute left here, but there's 650,000 square feet. So anyone listening on the podcast right now that lives in the Toronto area, what would you say to them? Well, this is the closing weekend coming up. And if you, you know, if you missed the show this year, you've missed it. And this is a very special show. We've got uh, last year, we had 28 brands in the event this year. We have 44. Whoa. So the industry Whoa. has really picked up the Toronto is a hot market. Canada is a hot market. And, uh, you know, with all the international attention we had uh, this uh, last week at Media Day, it uh, it really is an exciting event this year. And I know I, I'm a shill for the show every year, but this was a good one. Dave McLean, 
then Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> yeah, when it comes into order of our favorite guests. Thank you so much for joining us. The Canadian International Auto Show is running until February 25th. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And if you have any more questions for the Bad Parents Podcast, don't forget to email us, badparents at curiouscast.ca. Until next time, bye.